0: In this episode of The Interface, I speak with Phil Baines, Director of Sales and Business Development at Amphenol Canada. Phil has been with Amphenol for 10 years, but has been in the connector industry for almost 40 years. We talk about Amphenol Canada, what they specialize in, and how filter connectors work. We talk about the huge benefits of having their own ceramic capacitor facility to better help them design filters. We talk about how he and his team have been able to work around the travel restrictions between Canada and the U.S. over the past year. We talk about how he loves to spend time outdoors when he's not working. And we talk about his desert island book, movie, and most obvious Canadian choice for album. This is The Interface. Not that I want to get into, you know, how it's going there and all that in detail, but just in general, how how has it been for you? And the team at Amphenol Canada over the past, you know, year and three months.
1: You know, it, it's been a challenge. Um, I, you know, in the, when the, when everybody's in the office, I could walk up to somebody and find out what they were working on and have a personal conversation with them. Not so easy now. Everybody's at home. Uh, a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of Teams calls, a lot of phone calls, and you lose that personal touch. Um, so it's been a little bit more difficult, especially on the marketing side, because we really like to you know, touch our our customers and our salespeople, and you can't do that right now. So that's been making it difficult, especially for Amphenol Canada, because we are such a custom manufacturer. So everything that we do is basically built to the customer specifications. And so uh, being able to get in front of the customers is very important to us. And so it's been a struggle in this last year.
0: Good segue, since I don't want to sit here and talk COVID-19 for the next uh, 45 minutes, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do Let's talk about Amphenol Canada. So, what does Amphenol Canada specialize in? For those that may not know, give us your give us your elevator speech, Phil.
1: Amphenol Canada specializes in rectangular connectors. So, if it has a corner, it's Amphenol Canada. If it doesn't have a corner and a circular, it's typically not us. We specialize in two main product areas. The the main product areas are filter connectors, EMI filter connectors. Um, We've been doing those for about 50 years here in Toronto. We have a secondary facility uh, just east of here in a town called Belleville, where we make our own capacitor arrays for the filter connectors. The other product that we're really specialized in is like the the, either the Airink 600 standard type connectors and the micro-D connectors, so the Null standard E3513. So between the filter connectors and the standard rectangular connectors, that makes up pretty much all of our business.
0: As far as the filter technology then is concerned, uh, focus a little bit on that because I know that's what you guys really specialize
1: in. So we do, we do, Chris. It's, go ahead. Uh, basically, we, we, take, we can take any filter, any connector that's obviously metallic shell and add a filter to it. So whether it be um, an Airing 600, a Micro D, we do a few circulars. So basically what we do is we start with the planar array capacitor, which we manufacture ourselves in Bavel, And then we take that and we can put that into a connector body. Uh, to make it either a C filter with just a straight capacitor going through it or an L or a PI filter which has a combination of ceramic capacitors and ferrite beads to give you more attenuation to the signal. So basically what the end customer is looking for here is is a connector to help attenuate unwanted signals so that the signal that's being passed through the system is crystal clear. And that's where we come into play and we have a whole series of experts here in the design and manufacture of those filter connectors. What's the toughest part with designing filter connectors? Well, the the toughest part usually is, is, is first of all, is how to package it in the the, the size that the customer actually requires. So the filter connector for most people is an afterthought. They've gone through all their EMC testing and they found that they failed and now they need a filter connector. So now they got to figure out how to fit that into a system that was designed for a non-filter connector filter connectors tend to add a little bit of length to the connector body. So it makes it a little bit harder for us to fit it into their system. In terms of the electrical performance of the filter connector, in most cases, we can do that without any problem. We guide the customer in what they require so they can come to us and say, look, I need a filter connector, not totally sure what I need. Can you help me? Yes, we can definitely do that in a variety of ways. And then at the end of the day, we try to give them a drawing of what we can manufacture, and hopefully they look at that and say, yeah, that'll work great in our system. And that's kind of how it works. We we start with a thought, and then we help make a drawing that the customer can then utilize to make their system pass their EMC requirements.
0: Why do you think it is that oftentimes customers that you deal with, and I know other divisions at Amphenol that have filtered technology as well, why is it that the customers always seem to – wait until the end to think about this?
1: You know, I don't think they wait to the end to think about it. In a lot of cases, and and I've been doing filter connectors for, well, be 39 years this year. A lot of times what happens is they've done all the best things they can to make their box EMC proof, and they feel they've done a pretty good job. But when they actually get in and do the testing, mm-hmm. and I don't know how much the, the listeners know about EMC testing, but it's a two-way street. you got to test the... The, any signals that are getting out of the box that you don't want to get out of the box, and you also have to test the signals that are coming into the box, interfering with the box. Mm, okay. So they they, they they tend to think that they got it right, and then they say, oh, you know, we don't. We got this one frequency that's causing us all this grief. We can't pass. And now they got to go and figure out a way to filter it. And whether it be on the board with chip caps or hopefully in the connector, which is a much better solution than than the board-level solution. What
0: makes having your own capacitor or ceramic facility, I know you have it uh, in Belleville, uh, what, about an hour or two away from your facility uh, just outside of Toronto. Why is that so important to have that facility as a complement to what you do in the main factory?
1: Well, Well, there's a couple of things. You know, first of all, speed. We don't have to worry about the time zones. If you look at the ceramic capacitor manufacturers for filter connectors, so being the planar array capacitor, there's only a couple of sources out there in the world. There's one in California and there's one in China. So either way you look at that, when you're in Eastern times in North America, it, you're, you're dealing with all kinds of delays. Whereas Belleville is only a hundred kilometers away. One of my engineers can drive there in an hour and a half and talk to them. We get answers very quickly. We can prioritize our own design and manufacturing so that we know what we can do. We can do um, experimentation much faster than not having and having it from an outside facility, so there's a lot of benefits that, as well as at the end of the day, uh, the people that make the capacitors understand about the connectors that we're designing them into, and the people that are designing the connectors understand the capacitors that we're going to manufacture ourselves that have to be utilized. So that two-way street of technology makes it very attractive.
0: So it's a huge advantage then to have that under Amphenol control to be able to design and then manufacture your own ceramic capacitors, what else is unique about what Amphenol, just as a whole, including Amphenol Canada, offers to the filter world or the world of you know system builders that need to incorporate filter connectors? What makes Amphenol so special in that particular niche?
1: Well, not only is it the fact that we can filter virtually any connector, as, as you know, Amphenol being the largest military connector manufacturer in the world. So we have we have long um, arms around the industry and everybody knows Amphenol. So they know they come to us and filter just about any connector there is, whether it be through this division at Amphenol Canada or one of the other two divisions that do filter connectors. But then at Amphenol Canada, we've taken it one step further. And now we can also add the uh, protection of um, transients and EMP and lightning strikes to the connector. So if the customer says, geez, you know, I got two problems, I got an EMC problems, I need a filter connector, but I also have a lightning requirement or an EMP requirement, I require diodes that I don't have any room in the, in the block box or on the board to put them, can I put them in the connector? Well, absolutely, we can do that. And we've done that for a number of programs, uh, both commercial avionics and military programs where we've added diode technology into the connectors or into the filter connectors um, to satisfy the requirements of those customers that need mm. extra protection above and beyond filtering. Pretty complex business, isn't it? It is. It's a lot of fun, <laughs> though. It, it, it can be a little stressful There's a, you know because uh, there's a lot of components that go into one of these things, and there's a lot of things to put together. But at the end of the day, we're very good at what we do, and uh, we try to satisfy both the customer's design requirements and the requirements for their customers and, and for their shipping schedules, So that we can get product up to them in a timely fashion so that at the end of the day, they can ship their product to their customers and everybody is happy.
0: And that's the end goal for sure. That's the end goal, customer service. That's right. So you've been doing this for, as you said, almost 40 years now. So let's go backwards a little bit. Uh, a young Phil Baines growing up. I'm assuming somewhere near Toronto in Canada, or was there somewhere else? Yes, in Canada? yes. I started
1: off um, after I graduated uh, college I, uh, with chemical engineering. Um, oh, okay. I started off in a company, and um, my my I had two tasks at the time. One was to come up with a better way to clean filters. Uh, The company I worked for did filter connectors and also did inline filters. So you got into, you got into this, you really got into this right away, even after college. I I started when I was about, I'm going to give away my age, but I started when I was around 23, I guess. Yeah. But then I was heavily involved uh, in the mid 80s in the development of the planar array capacitor. Um, We had a ceramics facility. In fact, the ceramics facility we have in Belleville was originally with another company. And I was involved with the development of the planar array capacitor in the mid '80s when it was first being thought of, uh, when they were getting away from tubular capacitors and filter connectors. So that was exciting time. So I got I got to do a lot of work in there back then. Of course, I've forgotten all of that now because I'm much older and moved on to the world of sales and marketing. So
0: yes, yeah. I'm sorry. You said you're how old again? I'm I was ki- 23 I'm, when I. Started. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want you to wrap yourself now. out there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I understand. I, I think people could probably do the math, but, but nevertheless. So was this something that you saw right out of college? Or was it just a job that you're like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, they made me an offer, so I'm going to take this job? Or did you actually know a little bit about the technology as you're going through schooling that intrigued you and you wanted to get into this particular industry?
1: Actually, I knew nothing about this industry when okay. I got into it, so it was all very new. So I, I made the application and managed to get the position and, and grew from there.
0: When did you first realize that you you liked what you were doing, which is important?
1: Yeah, I, I, I did. Um, my first, you know, five, six years was was all engineering work, mm-hmm. and it was really exciting and interesting. And uh, I got to know a lot of, I developed a lot of processes for making filter connectors and filters, inline filters. And uh, it was actually a, a joke one day, the uh, manager for marketing and sales at this company, I was sitting in their area and actually Andy Toffelmeyer, the general manager here at Amphenol Canada, he and I worked together in those days in the mid 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, the manager came by and says, uh, I said, how you doing? And he said, great. And I said, what are you going to? interview me for the job in marketing. It was a joke. I was an engineer. <laughs> and he says, well, why don't you apply? And so, I, you know, I did one of these, hmm, maybe I should think about that. And I did apply. And, um, and I got the job just because I had set up so many processes at the company that I, I really knew the product quite well, even though my background was not mechanical or electrical. So uh, that got me into the marketing world, and then it just grew from there over the decades, I guess I can say.
0: Did you quickly like being in front of customers and trying to explain this technology and ultimately sell this to them and help solve their issues?
1: I loved it. I yeah. loved it a lot. It was yeah. really exciting, not just to be in front of the customers, but also to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Uh, dealing with, you know, back in those days I was very heavily involved in F-15 and F-14 programs mm-hmm. Um and, and I spent a lot of time at like McDonald Douglas back when it was McDonald Douglas in St. Louis and, and, um, and got to, you know, see a lot of cool things over my lifetime. And, and the more I did it, the more I thought, geez, this is really an exciting world. And so when I interview people now to get into this business, you know, I, I, I portray that and say, you know, this is really an exciting place to be if you can, you know, if you can deal with uh, the customers and the day to day and all the, the technical requirements and that it's, it's a really I don't know what to call it. it.'s It's very fulfilling.
0: once you got into that new role of, of marketing and, and sales and all that, and then having that engineering background, I'm sure was it was an immense advantage for you to be able to to explain this technically because it is a very technical sell when you're talking to these customers. This isn't just they're, they're not just checking off uh, you know items on a parts list, and they it's commodity parts and they're just buying it from distribution, because as right. you said, this is very custom stuff. Or, or this is very custom technology having you as an engineer was probably a huge benefit to you to start off with as opposed to someone who didn't have that background
1: it was really and then and, and even today you know people ask you know about the capacitors that are using filter connectors and and that's the the, the biggest technical part of the cell is, is you know how do you make these capacitors how do they work and and i have a lot of experience in that so I was able to portray or or give to them all the technical requirements for the manufacturer of a filter connector and how it goes together and what it, what you are capable of doing and what you are not capable of doing. It is not, you know, there are, there are limitations to everything. And so there are limitations in doing filter connectors. So I was able to portray that. And then as a result of that, I decided to uh, write a couple of articles
0: mm-hmm. on filter
1: connectors uh, to see if I could get published, which I did over the, over the, well, before I joined Amphenol.
0: So I guess I'll ask the obvious question then.
1: How do you make capacitors? How do they work? So the capacitor, it, it's really a, a, a staged process. You basically take, uh, the way we do it now is we use a ceramic tape. Uh, we take um, a ceramic slurry and we pull like a polypropylene plastic sheet through it and we create tape. And then from there, we, we we run it, dry it, and then we lay the tape down onto a flat um, carrier. And then we build it up and we layer tape after layer of tape, layer of tape, layer of tape. And then periodically we print on the electrodes. So you'll have a positive electrode, which goes to the contact and you have a ground electrode which will go to ground and vice versa. And you keep adding them up until you get what you want Then you take that plate, um, you dry it a little bit then you drill it all out and then you bake out all the plastics and then you fire it until it becomes essentially glass. So ceramic is a form of glass. So then you have that and then you terminate it so that you can make electrical contact to those electrodes that are buried in that thing. And voila, you got a capacitor, which is good at uh, storing energy and And passing through unwanted signals um, because most people's signals operate in dc and so you want to be able to take away all the all that noise that you get from other sources away and ground that out so that the clean signal that's going through and that's what the capacitor does
0: you know if i hadn't been to your belleville facility years ago and just heard you describe that i'd be completely lost And so, for those who 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 may feel the same way as being completely lost because it is a very technical process, uh, I encourage you to check out the video on the ceramics facility uh, on Amphenol Canada's website. It actually shows the manufacturing of these capacitors. It's it's pretty neat and and uh, it's fascinating too. It's it's a great facility to visit and see how this how really the key component to these filter connectors gets made. And so. Having that within the Amphenol umbrella where, you know, you get to manage all of that is is a huge advantage. What's been the biggest struggle for you, if we shift gears a little bit, over the last year or so with trying to work with those customers like you enjoy doing so much? How have you, how have you
1: managed to do that? Well, we really rely on the, uh, the Amphenol Military and Aerospace Salesforce to be able to contact the customers. Everything now is done by Zoom it's or Teams or whatever. And that's been very difficult. And, and the reason it's difficult is because we make a custom product. When we used to visit our customers, we'd have our bag of samples. Yeah. And, you know, you'd put something, you, you go into a customer with a set goal. Like I'm, or, you know, say, we'll say uh, one of the sales guys goes into a, a division of Raytheon and they say, I'm going to sell these circular connectors from AAO today. And they go in there and they start talking about the circular connectors from AO. And then the guy says, "Well, what else do you got?" And so you lay out all these samples in front of him, and he looks and he says, "You know what? That square-looking thing is something I'd be interested in. I know somebody that's really, really hot for something like that. Where does that come from, and how do you make that?" And that just happened to be an in Amphenol Canada part. So the guy can say, "Well, my my intention was AO, but I can also sell ACC." So he starts talking about something that he's put in front of them. We can't do that right now. Yeah, you know it's not so easy to hold up something in front of a camera and say this is what I got. You know, <laughs> and they can't they can't touch it. You got to sit there and turn it, and it's yeah. it's very very frustrating at times. And so, getting new designs, which is really important to our business at ACC, has been a challenge through the coronavirus uh, year, and now. Uh, hopefully that's coming to an end soon.
0: Yeah, hopefully is right. I mean, is there any? you know we're here in the US where you know fortunately for us it's it's opened up quite a bit recently and travel starting to happen more and more i mean do you foresee that hopefully being the same in Canada so you can do some of the same things and you know come down to the US and start to do those customer well, visits yeah, again
1: you're, right. you're absolutely right that's the challenge so in Canada you know our our number of cases has gone down dramatically uh, about I guess about 60% of our population now has gotten one shot. Not so many have gotten two, but that's starting to open up now. The challenge is that the border between the United States and Canada has been closed, you know, for non-essential traffic. Now, is visiting customers essential? In my mind, it's absolutely essential. <laughs> yeah. We're a <an> essential business. <laughs> yeah, sure. However, you know, border control agents may not see it that way or whoever. Yeah. And so, but... You know, we're hoping that the border will open up. We can travel more freely between there and get on the road. Now, having said that, my business development managers at Amphenol Canada um, are located in the United States. Right, right, So they can travel within the country. Now it's just a matter of the customers opening up to allow people to come and visit. So we're, we're trying to see how that works out. And I've already talked to my people saying, hey, if you can go and you're fully vaccinated, Let's do that, and let's see if we can start getting some uh, design wins and, and more and more business for the folks in, at ACC.
0: Hopefully you're close. Hopefully you're really close. <sighs> close yes, knock, knock on wood, hopefully you're close. Let me, again, shift gears here and ask what Phil Baines likes to do when he's not. Designing filter connectors for customers. So, you're home in the weekends. What do you like to do to relax, to chill?
1: Well, you know, my, my I'm married to a wonderful woman. Uh, we've been married now for 36, going on 37 years. And um, we own a uh, fifth wheel trailer uh, that we spend a lot of time at during the summer. And last year we decided to get into the world of kayaking. Yeah. So, we bought okay. a couple of kayaks and now we kayak. If not daily, every second or third day when there's no ice, obviously. Yeah. And uh, and get out and and we really really enjoy the kayaking. We also ride bikes. Um, I like to walk. I'd like to see my daughters more. I have two beautiful daughters. They're thirty three and thirty.
0: So you like to stay active when you're when you're not working. Hang out with the wife. Get outside. Uh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, and you're you're in an area that when it's not too cold, it's really beautiful. So that's. Yeah. It's definitely worth it. All right, so I'll end the podcast with my standard questions here. I don't. We'll see if you prepared or not, or if I catch you off guard. Um, by the look on your face, it looks like I might catch you off guard, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I stick you on a desert island. You can bring a kayak with you. It's fine. You're by yourself, right? So you can get around and and go fishing or something. And I say, Phil, you get to have one album, one book, and one movie to entertain you while you're on that desert island by yourself, uh, not counting the the kayak,
1: what would you pick for an album? If I picked an album, it would probably be All the World's a Stage by Rush, their live album. I was a huge Rush fan. I am a huge Rush fan.
0: Well, that's required in Canada, isn't
1: it? I mean... Yeah. It's the law. That and liking Maple Leaf hockey. Right. And, uh... and it was a rough <laughs> night last night. I didn't watch it because I knew they were going to lose. Oh! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I felt bad. Uh, so, Rush, all the world's a stage. You're gonna go with the live album, okay? In fact, if I would have put odds on, you know, the over under, if if, if Phil was gonna pick Rush or not, I would have, I probably would have won a lot of money, or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> it was either that or Neil Young or Brian Adams or.
1: No, my like second it. choice, if it wasn't Rush, all the world's a stage, it would have been the very first album I ever bought as a teenager, and that was Led Zeppelin II. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, good. Whole lot of love. So, Absolutely.
0: how about book? What book would you bring?
1: You know, I guess if I was stuck in a desert island all by myself, I'd want to. I'd, I'd probably have the Bible with me and read that. I okay. am a Christian.
0: So all right, I'm solid there. choice and uh, totally understandable. How about a movie? We'll end it with a movie. What movie would you bring with you? Let's just assume you have a, you know, a TV
1: and a <laughs> Blu-ray player or something there. I, I have it in my kayak. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the movie is a harder thing. I really I really don't know what I would choose for a movie. I, I There's one trilogy that I really liked. when I could pick a trilogy, and that would be the Bourne movies. I like okay. the Jason Bourne movies. Yeah. So I would say, hey, look, I, I need the Jason Bourne package. It's not a movie. It's a package.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I, that will accept that. I was hoping you'd pick Strange Brew, but it is what it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I loved that movie as a kid. It was great. <laughs> Uh, you know what? If I thought more, I'd probably pick something different. As
0: well. <laughs> well, Phil, listen, I thank you for taking time to do this today. Um, I hope that uh, Canada and the U.S. open up here very, very shortly. So I know you're itching to get out of there and, and visit some customers. And uh, I hope everything opens up pretty soon for you. So thanks again for doing this, Phil.
1: Thanks a lot, Chris, and look forward to seeing you hopefully at the next sales conference.